It's time for another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show with Rich Baxter and Gary Mack talking baseball. It's only a couple weeks away from Father's Day. Who's hot and who's not in the MLB? All this and more on this show. Everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I am Gary Mack, and I am joined, as always, by the lovely and talented Mr. Rich Baxter. Rich, how the heck are you today? Doing great, Gary. Thank you very much for the very nice introduction, and uh, you're awesome yourself. How is the world of baseball for this June? First June weekend in 2023. Well, you know, it's it's not so good for either of our teams. Uh, the Mets swept you, which was good for me, but now they've been uh, they've lost two in a row to the Toronto Blue Jays, and I don't know how the Phillies. I think the Phillies lost last night to the Nationals, so uh, it's been a rough June so far for our teams, but. Uh, other teams are, are doing very well, and, and the season is moving on. And, uh, uh, you know, there's good news and bad news. Mets are starting to see some of their players come back. Uh, Jose Quintana, who they just signed in the offseason, uh, has finally he had surgery in spring training uh, for a rib problem. He's starting to throw the ball and could be back. In a few weeks, so that's a good sign for them. And uh, uh, you know, Harp is back for the Phillies, so you know he's struggling a little, but he'll he'll figure it out. And uh, so I guess it, it, it's great. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, as you said, our favorite team's not doing so well, but there are some teams out there that are, including the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have a big weekend series going on with the New York Yankees and the Dodgers were winners in their first uh, meetup with the Yankees, uh, eight to four out there in La La Land, LA. And believe it or not, the Arizona Diamondbacks are tied out there in the NL West with those LA Dodgers. So they're, uh, they're in a nice little race. Arizona winners of their last six in a row as of the time that we're doing this podcast. I tell you, Arizona's playing some good baseball right now. And you know who else is playing some good baseball in our division is those Miami Marlins. They are right up there now. They are in second place. They may be they were tied with the Mets. They may have possession now, uh, depending upon what they did today. Uh, so, uh, lots of the teams, Texas continues to hold on there out in the West. And, uh, it's pretty interesting what's going on this year. A lot of the teams that we haven't seen in quite some time are coming through and, uh, you know, playing some good ball. Yes, it is. And, uh, as we're talking about that, of course, basketball and the NHL getting ready to wrap up with their championship series going on. And right after that, I'll be focusing on baseball for the rest of the summer and um, almost into the fall before football starts. So we're going to see a lot more focus on baseball in the next couple months. Yes, uh, Rich. And uh, the PC uh, connection, the politically correct connection has hit baseball uh, sort of on May 31st. Uh, 
Baseball changed its, I'm sorry, on Thursday, MLB changed its profile picture on Facebook to include a logo that featured the pride flag in honor of June, which is celebrated by LGBTQ plus members as Pride Month. On Friday, MLB reverted to its standard logo and several conservative voices claim the changes of victory amid ongoing boycotts of organizations and companies that have been involved in social issues. But MLB told Newsweek this was the plan always uh, since the beginning. They had planned to uh, recognize it on June 1st and then Friday mark Lou Gehrig Day, which is celebrated league-wide, and MLB later updated its profile picture to affect that, and that was the intended plan all along. So MLB going woke or just uh, partially woke or uh, just changing their mind or it says that they planned it all along. So uh, we'll never know, and who, who's uh, ready uh, to argue that? I'm not, but uh, they did change the logo, so there you go. Interesting there. Yeah, MLB is always staying up with uh, what's going on in certain things. And, yeah, you kind of expect that. We saw uh, some tweets out by certain teams with, uh, you know, uh, whatever happy month it is for this month. You know, next month it's uh, Betty Crocker cake month. So uh, <laughs> maybe they'll use a cake in the logo. I don't know. Yeah, just make that up. Forget about it. We're gonna that. have a cupcake day at the ballpark, or <laughs> yeah, yeah, park at the park. You bring your dog in. You know, I mean, it's just yeah, all are welcome at the baseball stadium. Yeah. It's it's just equal, equal, equal. And the the only problem that we've had this year so far, other than this, uh, th these things going on, is that a uh, lot of injuries this year again. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if it's the fact that there's so much uh, exposure to baseball via social media and, and uh, EMLB network, uh, but there seems to be a lot more injuries nowadays than it was years ago. But that could all be because of more outlets and that sort of thing. But uh, you've got a story about a, a, an injury to a star pitcher, and uh, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, um, we may remember Steven Strasburg, who came up with the Washington Nationals. He's been a national for his whole career. He was the first overall pick in 2009 in Major League Baseball's draft. And he made his Major League debut in 2010, three-time All-Star. He's now 34. But the Nationals have let out a report just uh, as of this evening that Strasburg has, quote, severe nerve damage, and they doubt he will ever pitch again uh, for them. And he doesn't even travel with the team anymore, unfortunately. So uh, if you wondered what happened to Steven Strasburg, he's still on the 60-day uh, injured list for the Nationals, but um, they don't expect him to come back, although he is under contract for the next three years. He signed a, a whopper of a contract i believe it was in the neighborhood of uh 245 million dollars uh a few years ago and uh, he looks like he's going to be sitting out and collecting that paycheck for the next couple of years 
Well, that that's just a shame, you know. He, he's a terrific pitcher, and uh, he was so terrific in that uh, World Series run that the uh, Nationals had a few years back. And you know, you hate to see anybody go like that, and uh, but you hope that it doesn't affect his normal life, and that you know he can still have an, a somewhat normal life. Uh, but it's just a shame, and I could, I remember his first game. I don't you remember the back to that when uh, there was such hoopla about him, and then he was making his first start. And uh, I even remember where I was. As a matter of fact, he was going out to dinner, and uh-huh. uh, uh, in in a in a uh, bar type restaurant, and. Uh, they had it on the TV. They had his uh, first game because I think MLB Network was broadcasting it. And, uh, you know, he, he pitched pretty good, and he was a terrific pitcher. I don't think he ever reached his full potential because of injuries, but uh, he had his spurts of dominance. And, and this is like the second one this year that, you know, guys that had so much talent and uh you know, Korea kind of got sidetracked because of one thing or the other. I'm talking about Matt Harvey as the other pitcher. Um, you know, two guys that had such, such promise and really may have been Hall of Famers. And, and uh, their, their uh, careers got derailed by injuries or whatever. And uh, just a shame. Yes, indeed. So, uh, as we've been saying the last couple podcasts, it does seem like injuries to pitchers for some reason are up this year. And uh, maybe it's uh, due to uh, certain things. I'm not sure. Um, They're saying the pitchers now are rushing more to get those pitches out. And um, that could be a reason. Uh, Speaking of that, Gary, uh, some updated stats for you. On game times, I know we were talking about that the last uh, couple podcasts as well. And the average for May 2023, there was 382 games in the majors. And um, the average time per game is two hours and 37 minutes now. And that's down um, from last year, 2022, when the games averaged Three hours and three minutes, and that was all 2,204 games that were played. Um, That's my sweet spot, by the way, a three-hour game. I'd be more than pleased with a three-hour game. That's my favorite. And that's been the average for, you know, from 2022 all the way back to uh, you could go into uh, 2010. It's around three hours. So, um before that, it, it creeped down a little bit more, but um, now we're at 237 so far, and that includes all of uh, 2023 as well. That's the average time, two hours, 37 minutes. Yeah. Well, how about 245? Would you settle for that? <laughs> <laughs> Split the difference? Um yeah. Uh, any more than I could get out of a game, um, especially when you're there, because it, it goes by twice as fast when you're at the stadium. When you're home, you got the commercial breaks. You got to get up. You got to do that. You got to do this. But when you're at the stadium, your attention is, you know, there's the peanut vendor. There's the beer vendor. There's a foul ball, you know. 
Um, so just reporting on the, the average game time <laughs> here tonight. Well, now today's game, too, you've got at the stadium, you've got the latte vendor. And <laughs> the oh, yeah. The, fra frappuccino vendor. <laughs> the high end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. How about the premium drinks? The, uh, you know, the whiskeys, the, you know, this and that and yeah, the other. They, yeah. they want you to drink faster and less and pay more money for it. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's odd because, I, I, you know, City Field has a bar. The Jim Beam has a bar out in the outfield. And I don't know if every uh, ballpark has one or some of the ballparks have one, but I... You know they they better have enough bartenders or be fast because it, the games go by that quickly. You know you don't want to, and that's one of the complaints about the faster games that the, uh, um, you know the the waiting online and all of that. So uh, they have to look at that as well and try to figure that out to how to get the uh, concession lines faster, especially if the games are going to be that much faster. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be losing a lot of revenue. And uh, speaking of um, things that may make other things lose revenue, and specifically employees, uh, have you heard of Chat GPT at all lately, Gary? I know you're into the uh, technology field. I I've heard of it. I have not tried it at all. I I don't know if I want to mess with that kind okay. of thing uh but uh, i have heard of it yeah it's it's basically an artificial intelligence type of program and it's pretty interesting i s installed it on my phone and just before we did the podcast today i was thinking to myself let me try to generate a post for my blog and what i asked it very simply was you know give me a list of the top phillies players ever in 200 words or less, you know, 200 words summary. So within, you know, a split second, I'm going to say two, three seconds, spit out a nice 200 word uh, document that is postable. It's, it's something wow. that's, um, it's amazing. I mean, I don't know what the future is behind it. And there's been some things said that, you know, it may cost, some employees money i don't know writers or things like that but uh it was phenomenal it just spit out this uh summary that you know probably would have taken you an hour or so to write with doing the research and things like that so chat gpt i wonder if that's going to come to uh some of the dugouts you know like Hey, tell me what the odds are of this batter, you know, getting a hit here if if I use this. There's specific things that it can do and it can't do right now. Well, Rich, I seem to have lost you momentarily. Okay, now I see you. Says I'm backstage. You should be back. You should be on stage now. I'm on stage. <laughs> They've wheeled me out on stage. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun recording on this. Oh, I, I, you know, it isn't, it isn't the program. You know what it is? 
I can wow. tell you right now, it was it's my freaking Wi-Fi. Okay. Yeah, I did the first show flawless. Didn't have a problem. Uh huh. The link, the guy connected right into me. We did the whole twenty minutes. Uh huh. Didn't have a bit of a problem. So it, it's my Wi-Fi because I got a thing before saying uh, something about the video quality of the Wi-Fi. It, I don't know. It's okay. it's but it's it's my Wi-Fi. It's not yours. In other news, um, <laughs> we'll keep this rolling. We'll edit, you know. I'll edit can. it out. Yeah, yeah. Of course. In other news, the MLB took over the San Diego Padres television broadcast after I Valley Sports missed payments. So after months of spent preparing for the scenario, Major League Baseball took over the television broadcast for one of its franchises in an unusual but potentially industry-altering step, as said here in USA Today, uh, the Padres will be now um, broadcast by the MLB specifically. And this is going to be very interesting because there's four other teams. There are 14 teams that are involved in this, but there are four teams that have not gotten paid uh, let me see if I can remember it. I, I thought I had it written down here, but I don't. Uh, the Guardians, the Rangers, and two other teams. And, and I, I apologize for not having it. It's a very long article. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to affect a lot of teams. But this could be a good thing because this could open up the whole streaming thing in the MLB TV package and getting rid of the blacked out games and that's really i think major league baseball wants to go in that direction anyway they want to get rid of the blackout games uh, <clears throat> and and allow the uh, locals to stream the game if they choose to now we happen to have in new york sny which yes. I subscribe to through the uh, my internet provider, and they have an app that you can stream the games to, and uh, it worked very well. So uh, I'm very happy. I'm, I am paying for it, but uh, this could open it up where if you <clears throat> you would pay for their app uh, a certain amount. And uh, if it, I guess if it wasn't included in your TV package or maybe you don't want that TV package, but you want to watch the Padres, uh, you would pay, I think it's $75 a year or something, and you'd be able to stream the game uh, as well. So this is going to be an interesting case uh, going forward. The other four teams that I was talking about are suing this Diamond Sports or Bally Sports, whoever, I think Diamond Sports is the parent company to Bally Sports, something uh -huh. like that. It's very convoluted. There's a very long article. Uh, I read it on Metsmerized Online. Uh, I'm sure you can find it on MLB somewhere. But, uh, yeah, very interesting that they're taking it over for the Padres. Yes, and as you said, other teams are going to follow probably in that. And uh, it's just one of those things where a lot of these companies were bidding billions of dollars 
towards these MLB team broadcasts, and it just didn't support itself. It just collapsed uh, under a weight of debt. So um, that's what happens with that. And um, another story in baseball just happened today. Angel Starr won't be charged after a fan altercation out there in Oakland, California. The former national Anthony, Anthony Rendon will not be charged after an altercation with a fan that went back to opening day, actually. On March 30th, during a game with the Athletics in Oakland, Rendon was seen on video grabbing a fan's shirt who was heckling him throughout the game. Rendon cursed at the fan after the Angels lost the game, uh, saying a few choice words to him, but um, he was not charged and uh, claimed he just let his emotions get the best of him. But it's not every day that you uh, see an MLB star go go ahead and grab somebody and shake them. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, but those poor angels, Rich, because they were also getting sued by a fan who got uh, hit in the head and uh, I think lost his eye with a ball that was tossed up by outfielder Juan Lagaris uh, in between innings. You know, they throw the ball up. Uh, I guess he was not, uh, uh, he was blinded in the left eye. And uh, I don't know if he was not paying attention. He was waiting to have, or he just had brain surgery and he was sitting there and, uh, uh, he looked down to eat some peanuts and before lifting his head, got beamed in the head by a ball thrown up uh, between innings by Juan Lagaris, the outfielder. Now, I don't know. I mean, that, that ball had to be going, you know, when they throw it up, they just, they lob it up into the stands. I, I don't know how the distance you know, to blind the guy, but I, you know, I can't, can't say I'm not a doctor, so it, it's possible, but, uh, another lawsuit for the, um, you know, uh, for the angels and the, the lawsuit says that Ligaris had a duty to do, to give away a Sylvania ball, but to do it reasonably and safely, Instead of throwing the ball with such force and velocity that it traveled over the outfield wall, up 10 rows, and smashed into the eye socket of an unsuspecting fan. I, he must have taught, he had to throw that like he was throwing a ball to home plate for that, I, I would think. I don't know. We'll see. They'll probably settle it out of court. Uh, they normally do. And... Um, you know, but but interesting that the uh, the angels come up twice in in uh, in this broadcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, angel, and we didn't even talk about Shohei Otani, one of the yeah, yeah. best players in the league. But um, hey, if you pop on over, I got their shirt on tonight. If you're watching the um, podcast on our video uh, distribution of this show. Um, they have a great 2023 MLB season, most likely playoff scenario, including odds on their page. Go over to the main page, check that out. 
can read about your favorite team, where they're doing uh, in the standings, and what the most likely scenarios are with the playoffs. And as of the time that we're doing this podcast, I'll read you the teams. Um, and it's only June 3rd, but just for a novelty, um, it's got the top seed, the Dodgers in um, the National League, Tampa Bay Rays, no surprise in the American League, division winner, um, Atlanta Braves and the Houston Astros in the AL, another division winner, the Brewers and the Twins, wild card, three of them, three sets, uh, Arizona, the New York Mets, and the St. Louis Cardinals at this time. And over in the American League, it's got the Texas Rangers, New York Yankees, and the Toronto Blue Jays. So if the season ended tonight, that's what we would see in the playoffs. Oh, well, that's that's uh, very interesting. And uh, we will see. And that's all on baseballreference.com. So... Uh, As Rich said, go check it out. Richie, your body is frozen. Your picture's (laughs) frozen, but I can hear you, so I think we'll just continue, and uh, I won't uh, switch pictures or anything, (laughs) so we don't lose you. No problem. And you... you. And I'm frozen on your end. Yes, you're actually <laughs> you're invisible. I as I I My. as long as you can hear me. I, I as I said uh, okay. uh, to Rich before, <laughs> I am having some Wi-Fi issues. So yes, uh, that that's our problem tonight. So please excuse that. Hey, it's Saturday night. People go out. You know why is there yeah. anybody on Wi-Fi? Go yeah. out. You know, yep, uh, yep. don't be uh, don't be taking our Wi-Fi away from us. But uh, <laughs> Gary's yeah, I, got all the neighbors fed with Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I think they're all robbing mine or something. <laughs> <laughs> they all have the password. Yeah. But, so, uh, Rich, you know, we we've been talking about um, we dislike the designated hitter. Let's be honest. Yeah. And, yes. uh, you know. A study now by Cornell University has shown that when pitchers are asked to bat, they actually improve on the mound. So maybe the MLB should de- ditch the designated hitter. Uh, the uh, you know they both went to specialization at both leagues. Both added the designated hitter now. The National League adding it and. It is noticeable at the plate, both by hitter and pitcher. This has led to minuscule batting averages and soaring ERAs around the league. In no era would a catcher and outfielder with a batting average below 200 be kept on the roster. In today's game, however, the argument that home runs more than make up for low averages holds sway. On a mound, it's a similar story. Long derided by National League fans, the designated hitter was seen as a cop-out, allowing teams to artificially inflate their offense and allowing a pitcher to ignore anything that was outside of his comfort zone, namely hitting. Uh, MLB uh, stopped fiddling with the game, made it all in 2023, and uh, it may have uh, been lost amidst the pitch time, a larger basis, and pickoff limitations, but the designated hitter was rolled out, 
And now a study by Brittany Bond of Cornell University and Ethan J. Poskanzer of the University of Colorado has shown that stepping outside of your comfort zone makes you better at your specialty. In a paper titled Striking Out Swinging, uh, specialist success following forced task inferiority. The academics show that by asking a specialist to perform a task that it's uncomfortable with and perform poorly in, the specialist will see improved performances in their area of expertise. So simply put that if you put up a pitcher to hit, he's more uncomfortable, he'll pitch better. I don't know. It has a scientific uh, thing put out there. Uh, so uh, maybe we should ditch the uh, designated. Yeah. You know, it's something I've sort of gotten used to a little bit, though. Um, I didn't think I would like it. Of all the rules that have come down Broadway uh, in this game in the last three to five years, I, that one would be one that I think I could live with now. Um, I kind of like to see a nice designated hitter come up. Um, and I don't miss a pitcher striking out much. So uh, take all those other rules and throw them in the trash can, but I'll take that one. Well, I think what that article uh, was saying in regards to that is that it, with all the changes that came in with the uh, – the, the pitch clock, the bases and everything, this kind of slid under the radar, the DH, and you just get used to it, I guess, over time. Um, yeah. so, and so there you are. But um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I've become accustomed to it. I still don't like it, uh, but I've become accustomed to it and used to it and um, now you can, you know, as long as you know, who's the, I like to know, try to figure out where you are in the batting order. And you can't always do that with the DH because you don't know when, you know, the ninth spot comes. So if, if you know, who's batting ninth, then you could, you can stay with it. And I think it's important that you stay with the game. Sometimes you lose it because you don't know that, but, um, I, I thought it was an interesting story for the show about, uh, you know, uh, just uh, the whole idea of uh, the DH and, and how a specialist, uh, in a way, needs to be challenged or, you know, to improve his performance in his own area. So I throw it out there for whatever it's worth. <laughs> for our listening audience out there. Check us out all over where you can listen to great podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcast, over at Google Podcast, or the great BaseballTalkRadio.com. You can find uh, 25 to 30 of the best uh, talk shows about baseball, including Gary's Own Mets Musings, my Phillies Talk podcast, um, Baseball and Barbecue with Len and Jeff, and Baseball PhD with our friends over there. Uh, great shows mixed in uh, for your listening enjoyment. So check it out, BaseballTalkRadio.com, Gary. And um, we'll end this show with um, we're only a couple weeks away from Father's Day. But maybe uh, Father's Day, you want a cheap way to treat Dad? Take him out to the ballpark maybe because some of the teams in the MLB have the cheapest seats in pro sports. 
Uh, there was an article in USA Today a few days ago, and it says um, the MLB knocks all other leagues out of the park when it comes to games, of course, with the 162-game schedule and the 81 home games that each mm-hmm. team has. And it also has the lowest ticket price for some teams um, as well. And I don't know about you, Gary, but I don't like to sit in these seats. But out in San Francisco, uh, L.A. Angels, you can get a cheap seat for five bucks most nights, it says here in this article. But, again, I don't like all that, you know, height and uh, looking at little stick figures running around. (laughs) I can't sit up there. I just can't. Well, you know, I did it when I was a kid. And... uh... Uh, you know, when you're, when you're 15, it's easy to sit up there and it's fun. Not so much, uh, when you're, uh, I won't say how much, but <laughs> I think everybody knows how old I am anyway, but, um, yeah. then when you're 70, so well, you uh, feel young. Yes. I feel young. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I look 70 either, but, no. um, uh, yeah, I, I I I can't climb those steps anymore either. <laughs> you know? yeah. When I when I think about it, you know, at Game Seven in the 1986 World Series, we had tickets. My buddy and I, and we were about three or four rows from the the top of Shea Stadium, and and um, it was a hike. It was a hike then in 1986, and I was only 33. So uh, now it would be uh, impossible, but um, I, I taped the game and went back and watched it, and it was like watching a completely different game because of the uh, not only the angles, but the whole, uh, just as you said, they look like little uh, matchsticks or something running around the bases. But, uh, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you're younger, we, I spent a lot of time in Shea Stadium in the upper deck, uh, it was a dollar thirty for the grandstand admission. They, you could sit wherever you wanted to in those days. So you'd run all over the upper deck and sit in different seats, or you know, try different areas. So, uh, but nowadays, yeah, those five dollar seats. Uh, I don't know. I, I I have to try the ones with the cushy seats now, and yeah. uh, you know, and and hopefully with the free food. I have a. My my wife has a cousin that goes to one game a year, and that's what he does. He's he's older. He's like seventy five, I think, uh-huh. and uh, that's what he does. Him and his wife, though, they'll they'll go to one game, <clears throat> and they'll get the uh, most ex- you know the 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 expensive seats, the club seats or whatever they call them. Uh-huh. And 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 that's what they do. They splurge for that one year, the game to go to the ballpark because they enjoy going. But you know, uh, and uh, and you know, I think that's a kind of a good idea in a way. To uh, as you get older, and you you know, because there's a lot of issues that you run to as you age. You worry about bathrooms. You worry about all sorts of things. And with the you're on a fixed income and and. With the price of parking and everything, it's uh, I, you know, we'd all love to go all the time, but uh, I, I think those days are beyond. But yeah, I don't know, five dollar seats, rich, they got to be way up on top. Yeah, 
Yeah, most expensive in the league, the L.A. Dodgers uh, up there, as well as the most expensive beer prices in the league out in L.A. So uh, there was another article done about that, and uh, L.A. led the way with uh, prices of beer. And the cheapest hot dog, Gary, you can get down in Miami, believe it or not, only three bucks. Wow, now that's a surprise. <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I would have thought maybe Milwaukee or something, but uh, uh, that's a surprise in, in uh, Miami because nothing's cheap in Miami. So, Yeah. All right. So check it out Good if you're know. at the ballpark. Yeah. you got a couple weeks to Father's Day. Grab them a ticket. Take them to the ballpark. No better way to treat your dad to than a baseball game there you go so rich i guess that'll wrap it up for this week's show yes indeed we'll be talking to you soon uh with the next week's show we're gonna have a lot of special promos and features to it like we normally do gary you have a great week and uh, we'll talk again next week i will do and everybody have a great week out there and join us again next week for another edition of the baseball talk radio show. Bye-bye everybody.